only time, genuinely, the only time I've ever went to church is to get on Christmas Eve one of those like orange things with the pick and mix hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only time I've prayed to Jesus. I used to be afraid that Jesus would come on me like, <laughs> 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 because I would throw away the orange and just eat the sweets, and I thought. <laughs> You know, other people dream about like their dreams and ambitions, and then it's like me, I'm just dreaming about this like stupid thing. Like some fucking magical wizard like coming up to me and being like, choose a door. Yeah. <laughs> and then he like turns into the spitting image of like Muhammad Ali, and I'm like, <laughs> I actually have been through quite an ordeal, actually. It was just out walk walking uh, my pal's dog with her, and oh, the dog's a bit of a psycho, I must say. It jumped up and I dropped my phone, and like now it's smashed a bit, right? And I just, sliced my finger right on it and now i swear to god bit of the phone see that you're being hard the phone and my finger like michaela's being tracked quick <laughs> we've got to get her out heading on i need to get it out do you want to postpone to go through an or <laughs> sorry um yeah the episode's been delayed michaela's lodged a phone in her finger <laughs> i don't know if that's what you should be doing with this <laughs> but no, it's fine. Oh, okay. I just want to. <laughs> Did anyone see the fucking bird that flew into, like across my window? No. No, you can only see through darkness. I just shot myself. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording this, and there is someone just watching gazing through her window the whole time. <laughs> okay, do you want to count me in? I because I, I want to spice it up. I want to do something different every time. But um, oh, I've got an idea. Hang on a sec, guys. Are you ready? Are you ready? Just wait. Just wait. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. And welcome to the Bitchcraft and Faggotry podcast, episode four, with me, Kyle Broadhurst. Shit, sorry, Pitbull keeps playing. Um, Daisy Noir. <laughs> Daisy Noir. Hello. <laughs> joining us for episode four is our uh, guest. <laughs> Do you want to go? Um, yeah, hang on a sec. Let me get Pitbull. <laughs> and joining us for episode four is our extra special guest, Michaela Sweeney. Hello. 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 Welcome to the show. I just, <laughs> we're going to keep that. We're going to keep that, yeah. right? Let's just do with that. We have done about five fucking takes. I'm sick of it. Hi, Michaela. How are you? <laughs> How are you? Glad to be here. I'm good. I'm doing good. Yes. Good. Uh, do you want to let everyone at home or in someone else's house or perhaps waking up to a stranger and tuning into the podcast a little bit about yourself? Uh, morning, guys. <laughs> Here you sleep. <laughs> um, but yeah, tell us a bit about yourself for anyone who's doing anything um, anywhere at any point. So I'm Michaela. she, her. And I am from Renfrew, 
um, and I trained with Daisy and Kyle at... We're just going to delete the last bit because Michaela said the name of the school <laughs> <laughs> that we've been delicately we trying to avoid. So Michaela <laughs> is all at somewhere. Thank you. So I'm um, an actor. Um, I feel like, do you get drunk for this? No, no, I'm actually not. Do you know I've not drank in so long? But I'm, I'm the same. I've not drank the same at, oh my God, New Year. Took it too far. Christmas Day, I got so drunk that I couldn't drink as much on New Year's Eve <laughs> because I'd still not recovered properly. I never get drunk at Christmas. Like, I like, I mean, I'll have a wee drunk, but like, I just don't remember ever a time at Christmas. Same. Getting drunk with the family. Like, I don't know. I feel like it doesn't hit me on Christmas. I feel like I get very, very, very drunk, like the drunk that you guys have seen me with you guys, like with my friends. I know. I don't think I've actually yeah. seen you like pure. Have you not? Put your face. No, I don't think so. I'm probably way too far gone by then. To that point, I don't think I've actually seen you like heavy drunk. Do you know what? Da- do you know what Daisy is though? Daisy is if you get drunk with Daisy at a party. What happens is she's a bit of a like a social sort of bounce about kind of person. So like even if you've come with her, like I have, you don't get like the full essence of how drunk she is because she'll speak to you for like 10 seconds and jump to another group. I do actually remember Daisy getting attacked. (laughs) When you were doing one of your like looking after people who are drunk things. Remember I had that like Halloween party in the flat. There was a certain, shall we say, nurse. Oh totally totally drunk totally drunk and we were like oh maybe it's time like you go to bed and stuff like the neighbors were complaining um, from all the banging of her like falling falling on the floor um and i just remember daisy getting like absolutely cracked in the face like (laughs) just (laughs) trying to like prove it yeah one of my favorite memories actually in my whole life was that the one i was there for do you remember because i was dressed up in halloween makeup and we were sat at the bus stop and these two little girls walked by and one of the girls looked at me and screamed <laughs> like audibly like yelled. horror movie scream like, <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite story um of like living in that flat is when so i went out i went out to like the shops or something and you texted me <laughs> you know what this is don't you you texted me saying, um, right, I have a guy coming over. Um, like, I'll let you know when he's like here because he doesn't know that I've got a flatmate. And I was like, right. okay, fine. Daisy and me had this like unspoken thing. And then every it started off, she would just wait. And then she kind of got sick of having to wait. So she would just sneak in really quietly. So but, yeah. but, but, but here's the thing. So I came back and the idea was that I would sneak in before he came here sit in my room and i would just put my headphones in or something because like you couldn't hear anything anyway but it would just mean that like they couldn't hear anything coming from my room either you know whatever um however before i managed to get home carl texts me saying like he's here you'll have to either wait outside or like sneak in really quietly and i was like well i'm not fucking waiting outside like this is my flat too i'm coming <laughs> in right which i think is a fair point oh, so yeah. all the other times i'd managed to kind of slightly successfully sneak in this time however i was wearing a um sort of brown leather jacket um which creaked every with every movement (laughs) so i opened the door very quietly and all you heard was like (laughs) we should probably move on to the episode topic (laughs) (laughs) the topic of today's episode we've just kind of titled 
um, the audacity of men. Um, and I think that everyone listening or watching and us included can know, like knows exactly what that is, what that means and how it makes us feel as men, as women, and just as people, because men, questions? <laughs> I think it's, um, I think it's a really interesting thing to talk about because for me, um, as somebody that deals with men now romantically, but also as someone that grew up in a household full of women, mm. there's a lot of things that I hear about women go through now in my adult life that don't surprise me. I think the way they deal with the men, because I've not experienced it firsthand, but I've certainly um, heard about it since I was very young. It's such a broad topic. And I'm very much like, you know, like not a pure hater on men or anything at all, because absolutely 100% like we're all human and both, men and women like every everyone can commit a crime whatever else do you know what I mean but yeah it's just I feel like it's it's maybe like I mean it's like absolutely everyone I know and it's and it's just on a kind of weekly regular basis where there's like something new to say like oh someone said this to me or shouted this or whatever like I recently got told that I wasn't allowed entry into somewhere and into somewhere because I was because I was a female and like it was just flat out like, oh, you're a girl, you can't come in. And it was like, that's never happened to me before. Like flat out. It was bizarre. Was that, um, like, a, was that like a club or like an well, event? Well, it was a strip club, but it wasn't like a gentleman's club where only guys go. We planned this be night out. So girls night, we're out in Glasgow and one of the girls, she had went through a breakup. Yeah, so we all went out and we were like, oh my God, let's go to the strip club. Like it's, it's such a good night, it's yeah. good vibes, it's, like, it's such a laugh. Um, so we're like standing in the queue and I'm stone cold sober, right? I've had one drink. So it wasn't like a behaviour thing or anything like that. So we go to Gwen and he's like, oh no, sorry, um, no females tonight. And I was like, oh, how come? It was kind of, it was very unclear and how as if he was just, I, I think he was confused as to why he was saying no females. Yeah. So I'm not sure if he, he was talking about that night or like a night previously, but he was saying that some lassies had went in, start, started a fight, pulled some staff members hair, and so they weren't allowed to get girls in. When have you ever been to a pub and been like, sorry folks, no men, there was a bar fight yeah. earlier on, like, so yeah. no men allowed, like, when yeah. have you ever been? So I was like, so I kind of questioned it more, I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, and he's like, oh, we don't have any female security. So you can't come in. And I was like, right. So I was ready to walk away at that point and kind of accept that because I do not know the the legalities of like of that all. I know, I know that like male security guards, I know they're not meant to like um like go through your females' bags and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. They're not like, like physically touched. Yeah. So if I kick off in there, he can't exactly like grab me and throw me out. And I went to kind of leave and he was like, Oh, you can come back, my boyfriend. <sighs> and I was like, why why would I be allowed and um, why does that make a difference do you know what I mean as if what I'm going to be on some sort of leash if I'm with a man and it was humiliating because it was like out in public in front of people and like do you know what I mean everyone was just watching you like awkwardly walk away yeah it was just it was bizarre like I was ready to be like all right fine there's no female security guards like whatever like maybe but since when has that like, stopped like any club or pub ever like I genuinely like I understand that you know there's sort of a way of doing it but like i've definitely heard of like male bouncers like if fucking women are kicking off which they do we do um just basically being like 
fuck off. Do you know what I mean? Like, get the fuck away. Like, I've seen, I've seen, male, I've seen male security cars remove women from premises before as well. Depend, it depends on what kind of security you get as well, because yeah, and as is with a lot of professions, you can get a bit of a boys' club thing going on. Yeah, with people like that, um, which is another thing that's really hard to circumvent is um, men that are, will look out for other men in certain situations, and I think that's another issue that comes up quite a lot is um i guess this sort of unspoken you have to look after each other as men if that makes sense instead of um being honest and yeah yeah, you've got to sort of overlook things that i see a lot of i see men doing but it was just when he he said you can come back with a boyfriend and i was like why so so i'm not allowed in there in case i kick off and there's no bouncers that i can go in if i'm with my boyfriend because what he's going to some sort of he what yeah, he gonna, then has the right to put his hands on me and drag me out yeah. like it just yeah. i don't know it just it was very weird do you find i suppose maybe the questions to both of you do you find yourself as as you get older able to tolerate it less and less and do you think that comes with age or do you think it comes with where we are now in the modern day where there's so much more communication that you hear more and more about it it comes with experience i think it's a mixture of all three you know Mm. i think for me it comes from like because i think because of the place that i put myself in on nights out where i feel like i have this energy and i don't know if you guys agree with me because obviously i don't sort of see it but i feel like i have this energy where like you know if you say the wrong thing to me i will fucking deck you (laughs) um and i don't mind having that because it means that people sort of tend not to fuck with me um which is not meant to be like oh she's so fucking tough but it's more like I'm kind of sick of it at this point because so many people have tried to fuck with me in the past so now that I'm you know gonna be 25 this year I am sitting here going like I've seen so many of my friends been like personally affected by stupid fucking horrible boring men um Mm. and also myself have been affected by stupid fucking horrible boring men it gets to the point where due to experience and also age and just kind of yeah just the the more that it's talked about i do find myself just having the confidence to just turn around and be like i don't fucking care if you men think that i am sensitive for bringing this up stop fucking doing that because that's a thing that's also happening is that the second in the past i'm sure we can all agree that you've been you know you've brought up something that's bothered you about like someone's behavior whether it be a man or a woman and they've said like stop being a baby you know like you're um you're being too sensitive which is one that I. Or it's more it's like you're over dramatic kind of yeah. thing or the, oh my the God. attention I thing just... the, i remember in work a group of guys that i worked with and they were all talking about how they'd seen this post from someone that said there should be like a male curfew at like 9 p.m or something right and they're like that's terrible oh, whatever they shout and they're like there's no need to know this because and obviously that should never and that will never happen this was just a tweet that they'd seen or something like that right yeah and i was like it's so funny because like sometimes i actually do feel as if there is a genuine curfew like when i was living in cumbernauld it is literally just all trees so i mind i went home one night and i was probably looking for stuff for dinner everything i wanted to make there was like one ingredient missing so i was like shit i'm going to eat i'm going to go to the shop right but at this point it's winter and it was dark so it was about quarter to five half four quarter to five and i was like all that I'll just need to wait until like my boyfriend gets home. And it was just it was just a walk that I wasn't going to make in the dark by myself because you had to go through this kind of slightly wooded area. I, I just it was just naturally I'm like, oh no, like I can't make dinner now. I'll just need to wait until my partner comes home and then yeah. 
we'll drive there or walk together. It's weird that that kind of instinct is just kind of in you. Yeah. I used to work with this um, guy. He'd done a lot of martial arts training. He wasn't like an expert, but he'd done a lot of martial arts training. Um, but this specific course that he had taken was actually um, about um, ways to prevent, like if, if someone grabs you. Um, yeah, like I said, oh, I would love to do a wee self-defense class. So it was really like, it was, and it was specific, and it was actually, he said that it was quite difficult to do because he was, he and a couple of other guys were doing it with three other women, sort of hearing them talking about their experiences and the fact that they were having to go through this, like as women, whereas they as men were just like, this is useful for us to learn. I'm pretty sure they were also helping the guy, they sort of knew the guy who was running it. So they were helping him teach it or something just like for free as, as mates. Um, mm. But one of the ways that he taught me he actually ended up teaching me the same things, um, which was basically, um, uh, which I actually, I, I kind of knew cause like I'd sort of actually, I spend many an evening just learning random shit. And this was one of the things that I'd learned. A lot of people say, oh, go straight for the, like the groin, go straight for the dick. But because it's higher up, it's actually like further to go. If you go straight for the knee and you fucking just deck them in the knee, that takes them down. <laughs> like that. Everyone take notes, everyone take notes. That's everyone. <laughs> there are people no, violently typing in that phone right there. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, like, how do you feel? Like, so obviously, anyone again, this is just this is men and women. Like, it's mm. when it's dark outside, and if you're going down like a kind of quiet route, like, it can be dangerous for anyone. But would you feel scared walking a nine minute walk to spa in the dark? I think my perspective, I have a lot of things to say about it, but my perspective is different because, yes, I am a man, but I'm also a gay man. Yeah. So it's 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 yeah, yeah. different on that level for me because um, when I was younger, my brother was gay bashed uh, in the street with me with me and my sister with him. Mm -hmm. So ever since then, I have it. I have that in the back of my mind when I'm walking alone. So I guess my perspective is kind of different. And I remember when we lived in Edinburgh, um, we were going. I was going to IKEA, and I was walking up past that bridge. You know that you know the long bridge that takes you over to where Princess Street is yes um yeah coming up to ikea yeah. i was going to visit um it was, it was some kind of party or something like that i just need to check daisy you're freezing a lot for me is your wi-fi all right yeah are you still with us i am honestly praying for editing daisy i'm not gonna lie oh, she's gone okay brilliant <laughs> <laughs> do you know what that phone call was by the way i've just ordered the chinese bit to my mum's instead of here i used to do that see when i moved from site hill to stenhouse i oh used to God. send tickets to site hill all the time accidentally because yeah. I didn't change the address in my book. We and luckily, no one ever took it. This is actually how I first tried hummus. <laughs> 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 we'd went on a big night out, and then there was like six of us, and we'd all ended up back at the flat, me and Sophie, this is in Edinburgh. And you know that way, and you're just, you're starving, you're drunk, whatever. And I was ordering for like six people. We had hundreds of stuff planned and, and then it never arrived. And we were like, what is going on? I was getting hangrier and hangrier and like, <laughs> just it turned it in. We'd done the same thing. I'd sent it to an old address. So actually other people in our class that I used to live with, they got it at their door. So I they got to enjoy it. Remember? I remember. And we were all starving. And but, so when I phoned back to try and fix it, the place had closed. So I was like, on oh, and everybody else was shut. So that was us. 
we had to just stick with what was in the fridge and all we bloody had was Sophie's fucking hummus. And I was like, oh, here we go. You know, that's a shite. But actually, <laughs> it was a really nice and I fucking scoffed it. Wow. Shout out to Sophie Anderson if you're listening. Um, <laughs> no, 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 not cracking hummus. Out. Don't shut up. It's fucking shitty hummus. I can't stand it. <laughs> I'm not even banging. I've never looked that, guys. This is my favourite part. I did the same thing in, in the fringe. Um, we were, it was um, Sophie's, like one of Sophie's birthdays. And um, we went outside the blunderbuss. Do you remember the blunderbuss? Like the big portable bus yeah. um, near the, the uni. And um, there was like a baked potato stand. And I was... Yeah. I was hangry. I was like starving. I was really drunk at this point. I hadn't, um, I hadn't eaten that much that day because I'd also been doing like three shows. So I was fucking ravenous. And Hannah, our dear friend Hannah Hughes, she got a fucking massive baked potato with cheese, sour cream, like salt, the works. I looked at it and I hate baked potatoes. I cannot stand baked potatoes. My mom thinks I'm insane. I hate them why i don't know but she had a little bit right i think the skin looks like fucking leather the skin looks like leather the fucking took that. Michaela, sorry michaela was so legitimately upset <laughs> i'm not joking potatoes are my favorite food like, <laughs> that might be the end of our friendship croquettes that's quite up there most potatoes mash like i'm not what can a potato not do yeah, oh, Michaela's no. actually guest in this episode to announce her podcast coming out, um, Potatoes and Me. <laughs> <laughs> Just episodes with the CEO of Walkers. <laughs> when I was becoming vegan, I was like, you know, if I couldn't have potatoes, it would have been a, it would have been a really hard, but you can have potatoes. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> I just want to let any, any aspiring vegans, um, you can eat potatoes, just to let everyone know. Um, anyone out there struggling. Just, yeah, just know that you too can eat potatoes. <laughs> Do not They're just so it. easy to cook as well. I just think, you know, potatoes out there. opened a door. <laughs> I did not know. I did that Michaela is barging through. <laughs> No, they're always on my mind. <laughs> no, they, they got me through first year. Like, when I moved out at 17, I couldn't cook at all. Like, and I, I really struggled. Like, I do like, I, I do like mashed potato. I do, like, I like potatoes. Like, don't remove me from Facebook. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time I, I, I tried to venture out and I did make I tried to make a pass that was one of the times we were going through like intense rehearsals and you had to like bring a lunch with you yeah and I tried like, I tried to I, I cooked the pasta and all that and I just remember Janine turning around and going oh my god what are you eating just like, oh no that's so sad <laughs> All I'd done was like put pasta in a tub and then like poured like grated cheese on top. <laughs> my my favorite thing, right? For those of you just meeting Michaela, Michaela, um she has improved. Michaela, 
it was used to be a very, very, very bad cook. And um, I actually want to upload this at one point. There is a picture of a pie. Oh, Mary mentioned. Which was cremated. <laughs> <laughs> and then she what still tried to serve to us. And we were like, <laughs> you could put like a pavement down with that. <laughs> I remember it because I would, I would just like it got to the stage where people were like, right, we need to help this gal out, you know, make her be. <laughs> and I remember I got asked one time to, you know, just drain the peas, just take the pot and drain them like with, with that colander. Is that what that's yeah. 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 I colander, right? <laughs> fucking straight away, peas everywhere, <laughs> and, like I even like. Boyly <laughs> fucked up cereal one morning. <laughs> oh, I wish this was a lie. I'm making me look so bad. I was running really late for college. I don't know if you remember this, Daisy, but I was, I was, I run a bit late, and I had this wee porridge pot, right? I think I got it at Costa or something, right? But I just kept a hold of this because I had a nice wee lid, and I had my cocoa pops and everything in there like every morning. <laughs> Like, so I could commute, right? Yeah. I'd sit on the number 22 in my cocoa pot. number 22. <laughs> so, this one morning, the bus was coming, and I, I was like, <laughs> my cereal in my hand, and I was like, pure running for the bus, and then I was like, trying to rummage in my bag with one hand, trying to find my bus card and that. Now, I don't I don't know what happened, right? It was so black out. When I thought it was okay to put the wee pot with the, with the lid on, right? But like, put this pot of cereal with like load of it just in my bag, right? So, and then I get on the bus and I pay and whatever, and I'm sitting and I go off the, and I forget that it's in there. And then <laughs> it comes to class and everyone's pulling out their wee books and all that. I'm just getting cocoa pops. <laughs> A sea of milk in my bag. Like, oh, fuck. Anyway, so men. Um, <laughs> so I've I've kind of caught up like halfway through a story as well, which was quite serious, and I don't know how we. I know, no, really. <laughs> Essentially, I'm walking down from towards IKEA to meet everybody, and um, this guy is walking behind me, and I'm messaging Daisy, being like, "Right, that's me coming up to the gate now." Uh, for for those of you listening, it was like this like gated gated student community. So you had to be buzzed in at every door by somebody that lived in the lived in the building. They used to have to have a key with them. And this guy is walking behind me and he's drunk and I can tell. And now obviously I'm dressed like me. And um for those of you that listen, like I dress generally quite flamboyantly. And and I or I have for like quite a few years. People can tell by your voice, don't worry. People can, <laughs> people can listen and be like, it's all yeah. People people hear me talk and they go, Yeah, that mess has been visited. <laughs> And um, so the guy, the guy's walking behind me. It's, it's some drunk dude, and I'm like halfway there, and the guy just pipes up from behind me. What are you walking like that for? And I'm, I'm just sort of like I'm walking off, and I'm like in the back of my mind, I'm just because immediately I get flashed back to that point where I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I'm just sort of sitting there like, oh my god, it's about to happen to me. And the guy's walking, and I swear to you, I've never because I tried not to speed up to like encourage him to speed up himself mm. so like i'm sitting there texting daisy i'm like halfway halfway down the road like not even close to the door i'm like i'm here i get up now he doesn't do anything 
because I, t- I turn and everyone's at the gate already. So that by the time I get there, it's with my friends and the dude just keeps walking. And I, I, d- I try not to say anything to anybody. I'm just like, right, can I just get in? Can I just get through the door? And it was just, it was just in that moment. It was like, I've not lived a life where it's like, that's the thing I think about. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. when the opportunity presents itself, I'm taken back to that, that point in my life. Make I don't make a lot of decisions like I know women do around my travel about where I'm going, who I'm going with, mm. um, because I'm privileged in that in that respect. You know, as a, as a man, I'm not raised to think that way, which I also think is part of the problem. They don't even have to do anything; they can just say something or whistle or whatever. But like, you just get this it's thing, and it it can be threatening, even if they're not actually doing anything. Sometimes mm. not what they do, but what they could do do you know what i mean it's it's like he didn't do anything that night aside from just be generally kind of homophobic you know but thankfully like it didn't go any sort of further than that in terms of like physical but um it could have done i remember once um i was in an uber and i was going back to the flat that you and me lived in kyle and i I was in this uber and i had my phone on me and i was kind of just texting i think someone being like oh i'm in the uber now blah 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 and we went a different way than what I was used to. Mm. And I don't tend to get scared in Ubers or like trains because, um, or or just like transport if I'm going by myself, because like, I just kind of don't. Um, I am quite wary about like Uber drivers and stuff, but that's why I try to go with people or like text people where I'm going. But because we went a different way and I didn't really know this way, I immediately shit myself. I was like, oh my God, because where the fuck are we going? This is not the way to my house. Mm-hmm. So I remember, and I don't remember who it was, but I remember I called someone and I, I remember I texted someone and said, this is really, and I kind of played it off as a joke because I didn't want them to worry because I basically just said something like, um, we're going a really weird way. Um, like, don't know what the fuck's going on, lol. Might get murdered, haha. But I was shitting myself. I was like, something could happen. And like, I'm by myself. I'm in the middle of nowhere. What the fuck is this? Um, And so I remember like, I had someone on the phone. I called someone and I was just like, hey, what are you up to? Which I've been told is like a good thing to do. Because if you're on the phone, you know, if they start, the Uber driver, whoever it is, starts then being like rude or aggressive, the other person can hear you. And then you can then be like, right, call the fucking police. Something like that. So I texted them beforehand, basically, and like, we're going a weird way. This person was then like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, no, I'm fine. I was like, but we're going a really weird way. I'll let you know what happens. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> kind of playing it off as in like, it's not a big deal. It 100% was. Luckily, it was just that the sat-nav had like directed that, the Uber driver, a different way. But it was like, the it was like two o'clock in the morning. I was like, I was fucking shitting myself. And luckily I got home and I was just like, but what? Something could have happened, do you know what I mean? I'm by myself. Yeah. So do you think maybe do you think maybe the slight difference is that obviously it's not it's not that only women are victims. It's just maybe that when things like that happen or you're walking down the street and someone's behind you or whatever, that women are maybe taught to kind of like well, like get everybody I feel like we've maybe just got a bit more of the fear. Like because I feel like you know what I mean, my partner and like my guy friends, like they do a lot of things without thinking like they'd maybe sit in that uber and not really bothered or if another guy was going to walk behind them at night they wouldn't really bother i also um i know that a lot of women tend to do this where um you know you've got your keys i hold my keys when i'm walking 
with the um keys pointed like through my um fingers mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and it, because mm -hmm. then if something happens you ready i'm ready um <laughs> it's how to make a weapon by <laughs> literally i feel like this is just like how to build a weapon <laughs> how, to, basically, how to build a weapon basically <laughs> guys if you ever feel like you need to attack someone just go for the knee and put your keys in between your your fingers and then just fucking punch them in the face potatoes and, can also be weapons as well yeah absolutely uh, it's such a broad topic and like assaults and things like that that's almost that's almost a separate part of the topic what what i'd love to do is just just kind of re-educate maybe from i feel like from like high school age treatment of women in the most basic sense like and it's and it's things like because it's not it's not um just bad guys it's not yeah. it's not like guys who are lurking in the bushes and ready to jump out at you like do you know what i mean it's not it's not just that it's like I mind like I was this was with a, an, an old partner and we're walking down the street and um someone kind of whistled at me and shouted something um I can't even remember what it was but they shouted something like sexual at me and whatever and the guy that I was with at the time honestly like like heart heart of gold like was it was a good guy but he instantly you know rather than being like oh ignore them like are you okay like kind of yeah he was like instantly offended because like oh you she's my girlfriend you've done this to me and he how he chose to deal with it in that moment was to put his arm around me and kind of like grab my ass as if like oh like this is she's mine like yeah. I mean like you've offended me how like how dare you and it was just and 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 that caused a bit of an argument that time because I was like well what are you doing like do you know what I mean that's that not anything? you've just made me feel the exact same way they've made me feel you know, it's that it's that objectification. Like, uh, yeah, he he got defensive because that offended him, not yeah. because he was worried about how that made me feel. So, I, I think it's that education of it's 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 everyone, like everyone without without meaning to. Um, what do you guys think? And we can maybe discuss about it now. What do you guys think we can do to like educate people earlier on, sort of how how not to behave? Because I think that a lot of how. A lot of sort of how you develop as a as a functioning sort of human being as an adult um comes from your childhood and it's like you know how you were raised by your parents how you were raised kind of by whoever you were brought up by um sort of things that you were taught in school the, the friends you had the friends that you didn't have sometimes um you know what i mean and i think that it's it's interesting to think about it like because yeah i just think it's like it's as you said it's not just specifically like guys you know lurking in the bushes and like think these things have happened by people that we would consider friends you'd think like or boyfriends partners and like and I, i've met this partner of yours and like you know what i mean it's like it was it would, wouldn't have been intentional no absolutely and maybe maybe like as an actor i don't know if you use like i the only thing that i can kind of contribute to kind of change it is to create stuff probably for high school age and just creating a bit of like theater or show or whatever but something that shows them a really like an example of it but like a really relatable one so that they can sit if, and if they're in the audience watching it and they can be like and not not portray these guys as like for the the bad guy or whatever else but just put an example of that on a stage and then the audience are going to look at that and see themselves in it and be like, oh, I've, I've actually done that before or oh, yeah. maybe I won't do that next time. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I just feel like 
you absorb so much of like what you see and hear whatever else I, I, maybe that's you know, bias as an actor but I just think that's that's what I would contribute is like I'd like to make stuff that people watch and then identify that in themselves and and then change it wrap it you know I think what you've said in that is is really important because I think it is important to emphasize that it is sometimes I think with these situations and 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 women saying you know this that or the other about the way men behave there are ways men can take it in a in a way that it is they feel like it is vinylizing them or making them out to be a bad person and a lot of the times that's not what it's about it's just making people aware of this is a thing that happens and it shouldn't be happening it's not it's not to say you're a bad person for doing this it's saying be aware of this and make changes around it and i think there's a lot that we just mentioned that I have a lot to say about, but <laughs> there's a it's it's yeah. just for me, I think children need to be taught now about the ways we as people are socialized to behave. And I think the reason we don't talk about it is because there are a lot of adults out there right now that are making the rules that still don't understand yeah. the socialized aspects of why we behave the way we behave. To say to children just so you know these things are going to happen to either you or the women around you or the people of color around you or the gay people around you this is the history as to why that is happening be aware of it so you can make active changes to do something against that and i think that there are a lot of adults right now there's like so much so much culture in in the way women are treated you know to for stuff like catcalling and all that sort of stuff is a socialized thing that boys have picked up from a young age brought up but no one talks about it to say this is wrong now but we understand why you're thinking that way because that's how you you were raised to act that way a large part of it as well is toxic masculinity which um mm. i've brought up a few times before but it's i really think it's a big problem because from a very young age boys are taught not to cry they're taught not to show emotions because if you show emotions you're not a real man and it is bullshit. Um, we all know this, but it's the fact that, you know, if you're taught not to to deal with things properly, it's not just about not crying. It's you don't deal with things. Do you think that's totally changing now? But like it is um, it's definitely better, of course. Um, but I mean, there are still people like our age that act like that. It's incorrect of us to say like, oh, it, it used to be a thing, but now it's not. People are still getting raised and I grew up in a very small town as I've said before and I used to see it all the fucking time all most parents were kind of like that in general mum and dad but the men especially just shouting at their kids especially the young boys fucking mm. like you know stop crying grow the fuck up like you know you know you're a man act like what it's like how how can we expect our children to grow up in a society where they feel loved and respected and like acknowledged and listened to if we tell them for you know from a young age to just shut up stop crying you know get up get on with it we should be saying like you're crying okay why are you crying do you know why you're crying it's okay to cry let mm -hmm. it out it's all good regardless of like man female non-binary whatever it's just a case of going acknowledging how they feel not fucking gaslighting them they don't have to sometimes you don't know why you're crying and also young children don't have the vocabulary to say why they're crying mm -hmm. it's like especially you know from a very young age it's like they're crying why i don't know we do that as adults 
we burst into tears over the smallest of things and it isn't necessarily that thing it's lots of different things do you two think that there are things that you know now that you wish you'd known sooner in in relation in relationship to being a woman and and dealing with the men in your life not necessarily things that i knew sooner but rather things that i wish i'd spoken up about sooner i'd had the confidence to speak about sooner i don't know if there is because then that's that thing of like well what if i'd known about certain things would that have changed things it's that it's that thing of like you know being warned about something or being prepared or whatever blah 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 but really it's not that doesn't affect the actual problem of stuff happening so yeah. no because but then I feel like I've not I've naturally always kind of like stuck up for myself that way if there if there has been anything that I felt uncomfortable with or whatever it is really just about and I think the takeaway message of this particular conversation is like and we always say this at the end of every episode, but it is have conversations with people, no matter the age, um, because, you know, the things that you tell your children now when they're younger will impact them for the rest of their lives. And yeah. if you teach them how to communicate things properly and effectively and teach them that it's OK to cry and get angry and shout and scream, all of the syllabuses at like school and university are fucking old. I think we should just throw them out and we should have people that are actually have lived through this shit of uh, some of the younger generation, the new teachers, the new professors coming out now. And then we should be like, right, you guys write the syllabuses. Let's update them from from like a hundred fucking years ago. It is actually quite satisfying when you get an opportunity to teach someone sounds like really... No. That sounds like I'm degrading them, I'm not. But the, so there was, this, there was this time and it was again in Edinburgh, right? And I was at work and there was a manager who was like really inappropriate with the females. And this, this was kind of interesting. So because he was not openly I don't think I don't I don't really know his personal life and all that right but he was actually having a relationship with one of the male staff while I was being creepy to all these females but it doesn't no, but, and, it, and it doesn't it doesn't matter what your sexuality is at all yeah. doesn't matter who you are whatever obviously it's that whole respect thing if you're being creepy fucking stop do you know what I mean yeah. and somebody had quit over it and then one of the younger girls came to me and she was like oh you kissed me in the cheek like I feel so weird and whatever else and and it was interesting because this girl wanted to take it further. And the level of manager, I took it to an assistant manager. And they were like, why don't I just speak to him first, right? He kind of stopped it. He didn't want to take it further. And it was actually because reports had been made before and nothing had really been done about it. And, and these people just got a really hard time, got given a hard time. Like So they spoke up and then basically like, not lost their job but kind of get bullied out of the job almost you know what I mean mm. and he didn't want that happening so he was like let me just let me have a word with him and can I get an apology for you kind of thing so he he did like this manager you know apologized or whatever and it only took like a couple of days and a, a like bless her like this this girl like she was coming in from from work and being like hi and he'd be like no I'm not saying hi to you don't want it don't want to offend you and whatever. And he was just making it was just making fun of her and it was just kind of horrible. And and she um like obviously like she wasn't going to put up with that. So she did, she she just kind of pushed on. He ended up getting sacked. But I remember everyone gave me so much hate because I went in and I would like kind of said what he'd done to me and whatever, like 
how he'd made me feel. And I remember one night being on with a bunch of guys, and this is again, these are like your pals. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like peers, people you're at uni with, like whatever, like students, young people. And I remember them like just bitching about her and like being like, oh, oh, why is she being so dramatic? It doesn't make any sense. Like Pete's Pete, like you're just having a laugh. Like, oh, I just said his name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 we'll, oh, we'll, you're we'll out. We'll cut it. We'll cut no, it. No, we'll we If you're listening, go fuck yourself. But they were like properly like, bashing right into this girl, and I just couldn't believe it. And then they were, and, and I was like, look, he kissed me on the cheek. Right. 40-year-old guy, whatever, I'm like, what, 18? I was like, is that okay? And they were like, no. And I was like, right, so do I have the right to then speak up and tell someone that I don't like that behaviour? Yes. And I was like, we already tried kind of sorting it with them within the workplace and getting an apology and the behaviour continued. I was like, so stop, so I was like, so leave it alone. Yeah. And, and I did get that moment of proving them wrong. It's a thing that I'm really glad you brought up because I think it's so important to have the conversation because I really do believe that gay men should stop excluding themselves from this conversation because they are just as big a part of it as any other man is. Yeah, it's a humanity problem. It's not like it's not anything else. Men men go through it as well. We should also mention as well, like there's been definitely as well, but I have experienced it from women. Um, and from other gay men as well. And everyone experiences it from everybody. That's the issue. I think I've seen, I've, well, I've not done it with other women. A lot of the women in my life, it's been established between us what's okay and what's not okay. Like, but there are so many gay men I've met in my life who treat women a certain way. It really bothers me when I see gay men that think that they're not somehow a part of this. Like there's some, some, um, immune immune immunity and it's like me and it's it's steps that i've taken because in my past i've been inappropriate with other guys with other straight men because when in my youth in in my gay youth when i didn't understand things i thought that because they were straight it was like oh okay but there's nothing actually going on between us so you know it's not yeah it's just but it's you shouldn't think like that and and it took me a while to to learn that that you can't act like that around people and it's it's this when when you when you come out you spent a lot of your life sort of like dying down a lot of your personality so a lot of young gays when they come out they go like full ham because they're not they don't know who they are really you know so you do a lot of stuff you flirt with a lot of people you do a lot of things but you have to be aware that just because we're living in like the prime of being gay you're not immune to making people uncomfortable and you and you still should respect people's barriers and boundaries and and you're not some omnipotent being that because you're part of some oppressed group you can't be an oppressor yeah and that's what it comes down to at the end of the day is just you have to look at what you're doing and go am i being inappropriate is this person uncomfortable if Mm. the answer is to, to both of these questions is yes Stop it. Yeah, and do you know what? That's a really that's a really good point. Um, I think absolutely every single person should at some point in their life be like, Am I being inappropriate? Is this wrong? Right. Also, you know, everyone's you've got to look in the mirror, you've got to look in the mirror. Because even me, I've I remember one time in a club and it was one of my guy friends, and he came over and he's like, Oh my god, oh my god, I'm like, what's going on? And some girl, um, 
had kind of, she was, she was trying to get, she was all over him, right? She wouldn't leave him alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kept trying to kiss him and all that. And he just kept pushing her away and whatever. And yeah, so she'd like leaned in for a kiss and he pulled back and she slapped him in the face, right? But when he came over to the group and told us, we all laughed. But not like at him, not like in a mean way. We were just like, oh, no way, what the fuck? That's good. Yeah. But like, it was almost it was as if it was like, it was funny, it was a better and whatever else, but I'm like, and, and I remember checking myself that time and then being like, well, if that was my female friend come up to us and went, oh my God, a guy just tried to kiss me, I pulled away and he slapped me in the face. Whoa, whole other story. Do you know what I mean? I would really hope, and I, I guess I can put this out here now of the episode, if there's anyone out there. <laughs> if you've been but... affected by Kayla's flirting. <laughs> <laughs> I would really hope that if it were ever a point where someone would go, Kyle, this is actually making me a bit uncomfortable. I would really hope that they would be able to say that to me. And and obviously I would be like, I'm really sorry. I thought this was a joke between us. Like we can absolutely that's just a miscommunication, you know? It's like mm. if 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 you say something to someone and they don't say anything back or they laugh, you know, they laugh about it and stuff, then sometimes you don't know. Sometimes it's very fucking obvious, but other times you just don't know. But it's not until if someone then comes up to you, even like ages later and says, I just want to let you know that you really upset me that time. Mm-hmm. That's when you go, oh my God, I didn't realize like, you know, next time, please just tell me like, thank you for letting yeah. me know. You don't then go, why the fuck didn't you tell me fucking two weeks ago? It's like maybe you couldn't tell them that two weeks yeah. ago. I think the moral of the story and I think the thing for listeners to maybe take away is that just have conversations with people. We always say it, but every single time, every episode, it, but it's but still it have conversations. Have conversations with people. Stop fucking excusing the shitty fucking behavior, even if it's from your best friend. Even if your best friend that you've known since you were fucking zero, you came out the womb together, does something shitty like this, fucking call them out. I would call out every single one of my friends and actually pretty much have done you know teach each other educate each other and also start having conversations with the younger generations about why this shit is wrong and why it needs to change you will absolutely benefit from having friends in your life that sometimes and and this is a lot that i appreciate about appreciate about my close friend group is i have a lot of friends that if i do something wrong they will say to me you were wrong for doing that and some people like to surround themselves with people that will never say that to them but I have become a much better person by having those kind of people around me to go, Kyle, you're being an idiot right now, <laughs> you know? Coming back, like Daisy said, like we do say a lot, we've said every single episode, I believe, have conversations, but it's like, how many times in your life have you thought something about the way someone acted or the way someone said or something, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and you've gone away and you've not spoke to them and you've built this thing up in your mind and then you speak to them and it's not like that at all. I would like to move on to kind of the last um, bit of today's- It's life. almost over. <laughs> no, well, so me and Carl planned this little- Kayla's um, finger's still bleeding. <laughs> it's still, honestly, the bit of bone is still in me. Oh my God. Oh, it's a good thing we're not professional because we would be getting sued right now. Water and a bit of salt. Get that right out. How is that? Oh, is it just going to dissolve the bit of glass? Am I no, what it does, no, here's the thing. What it does is it um, softens the skin up on your, because I used to do it when I get, when I used to work um, with like, I, I worked sort of like with manual labor, don't ask. 
Um, and um, I when I was to- a manual labourer, <laughs> when I went down at the mines. <laughs> Hang on, go back. You can talk. I distinctly remember a number of nights out where you would spend the entire time talking to the shot girls. <laughs> you're going to be in the home. You are going to be in the home getting your medication given to you and you'll be like, you know, I used to be a shot girl. <laughs> <laughs> of COVID-19. I used to be a shot girl. And the thing about being a shot girl is you just... <laughs> You just didn't realise how much you missed being a short girl. <laughs> anyway, I haven't seen my shunshits. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to move on to the next section, um, which is the icks. Now, for anyone listening who doesn't know what icks are, they're not necessarily red flags or like complete turnoffs, but it's sort of usually like quite humorous things that people do um, or like your partners do that maybe question their like, intelligence <laughs> or maybe like <laughs> you kind of look at them in a different way for example um one of my favorites is um <laughs> is um people ch- chasing after a receipt in the wind <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny because it's like why are you doing that i have one if you know you know but essentially it's sleeping next to someone who literally radiates the, the sun <laughs> In body heat, <laughs> and they always no, insist no, on cuddling no. you. <laughs> it's like they always insist on cuddling you, and I really hate heat, so I'm immediately like, "Get away from me!" <laughs> like I care about you, I enjoy you, but you need to stay on that side of the bed. <laughs> another one is, another one is adults using goggles, but like, Daisy, <laughs> I use goggles. <laughs> no, but Why I feel really like using goggles. No, but I mean, I mean goggles that like, you know, there's a specific type of goggles where it makes I'm not supposed to be using goggles. <laughs> it, no, but it's when the goggles like are too small for them. So it makes their face like all squished. And it, are you getting like, the goggles? <laughs> it's when the go- it's like they're chill- like clearly chill- <laughs> What is wrong with these? <laughs> You look like you look like one of the Incredibles. <laughs> you look like Dash. <laughs> no, but like I cannot. Right, for the life of me, I can't open my eyes. Like I'm so under water. water. Just and I stop. also can't swim in a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> This is what you've just said is what I love so much about our podcast is you start off really shy and then we get about two hours in and you, just, <laughs> you got goggles on your head and you're like, I can't see and also I can't swim straight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you know, this has reminded me of it. This is horrendous. So I was sw- having to be swim in the pool right? and I had my goggles up. Um, so I worked for this Greek family and and her daughters were walking past the pool and I kind of swam over the edge and was like, so if, if anyone's watching, imagine that's the edge of the pool, right? So I'm like, kind of perched up like this. No, talking about Watching, uh, or anyone listening, imagine the edge of a pool. <laughs> <laughs> that was where Michaela was. <laughs> if you can, if, if you're struggling, um, <laughs> it's really good. You know, I guess it's really difficult, but. So anyway, so I'm at the side of the pool talking to them and obviously, there's like, I don't know them very well. And there's, there's a slight language barrier, right? So 
we're talking for like two minutes and they're kind of like they're they're two sisters and they're kind of looking at each other and making weird faces and all that and I was like oh that's so strange they were they were actually a bit off me right but it was strange and then when they were walking away I kind of like went you go back and spin this oh my god and my full boob like on this side <laughs> Out. Like, and like this with the goggles up on my forehead and the church talking to me like Glasgow accent like hi how you doing you said oh my god then like my nipples just out no wonder I'm fucking like, who is this dumb dumb some of my favorite x um and we can maybe see if they are x for us as well because there's a list here also swimming with goggles <laughs> please follow Michaela on Instagram and just send her a dm to be like by the way goggle solidarity <laughs> just the goggles hashtag goggle gang um <laughs> Um, some others are chasing a ping pong ball. <laughs> yeah. um, no, Daisy's trying to scoop by the story. <laughs> okay, so me and Carl were at a party and there was, we were at like IQ, which is like student accommodation, and we were sitting together, like side by side on the sofa. And I had like a, a black skirt on, I had my legs crossed. Um, <laughs> no, you didn't. That was the issue. <laughs> but I had them, like, the way that I, a bisexual woman, crosses my legs is not like a sort of neat feminine, stereotypical feminine kind of like way. I cross them in a way that like a sort of 1960s cowboy crosses. Anyway, these two dudes are playing um, ping pong, and one of them bats the ping pong ball, and it flies straight <laughs> like into my, let's say, vagina. Um, <laughs> like not in my vagina because obviously, like I'm. It goes, it goes like straight in, like no it does resistance. Not, it's like I'm wearing tights, so it's like it basically like batting away. It's like I've got thick thighs, so it basically just it goes like, like, but it doesn't even it doesn't even bounce off the table. It goes directly from paddle <laughs> to <laughs> vagina, paddle to pussy. That's where it goes, and so I. And again, it's like basically nowhere near my vagina, but because I'm wearing a skirt and because like my legs are slightly crossed, I've basically held it with my th fucking thunder thighs, which I'm still proud of to this day. So I kind of, Carl's dying, like Carl's dying. <laughs> and I kind of just sort of take it out of my thighs and these two dudes are looking at me and I'm like, would you like to buy this? <laughs> and then we just carried and on. And did you, did you adjust your legs or like? <laughs> no, I actually widened them. When one of them like plays a lot of video games and then the other person like brings them food. It's <laughs> <laughs> like they are incapable of like playing a video game and then like stopping to like eat. It's like when they bring them like platefuls of food but it's like they're not a toddler <laughs> that's, I, that's a 30 year old man that you are delivering like a, a cheese and ham sandwich to also you are the most frustrating person to watch play video games why you're problem solving daisy's problem solving if you if you really watch her <laughs> daisy's problem solving is just immediate violence or force <laughs> there's something you can't solve with like just shoving it over yeah you don't you don't have that thing in your in your mind when it comes to problem solving of being like okay let me step back and really take in the situation you are very much like if this isn't working immediately there's something wrong with it 
you are a person that needs to be stimulated. Like, you can't. You're like, you're one of those toddlers that you give an iPad to. Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I need to be I doing feel something. Like that dims my intelligence. Just like, no, just no, like, yeah, that's probably a bad metaphor. <laughs> that's probably a bad metaphor. No, but like, you know what I mean? Like, you need to be doing something. Yeah, but like, it's because I'm depressed. <laughs> So that would move us on to our Rep for Rec section. Now, if you're not familiar with any of the episodes uh, we've done recently, our Rep for Rec section is just a section where we and the guest recommend something that we've been doing lately, Instagram accounts we've been following, people we've been interacting with, songs we've been listening to, et cetera, et cetera. Anything that we think someone would benefit from knowing about uh, helps us build up a little community. You can go on to our Instagram page and find all our Rep for Recs on there. Uh, alongside our link tree with every, all the stuff we've spoke about from this episode. Uh, yeah, and it just helps us bring a little bit of a community to everything we're doing here and, and get people interacting with each other. So with that said, as our guest of honour, Michaela, what is your rep for rep for this episode? Okay, so mine is a book called Women Don't Owe You Pretty. It was a gift to me and I recommend that once you read it, um, you pass it on to another friend so that everyone can read it. But it's just like women empowerment and all that kind of stuff. But it's a really easy read and it's really, really interesting. It's by Florence Given. And then also my wee Bible, mm-hmm. The Secret. So, you know, I do find books quite, quite boring sometimes. So I watched the Netflix uh, documentary on it. Um, and then the book's really good because you can just dip in and out like it's not like a kind of story from start to finish it's kind of like segments mm. so go on netflix watch the secret it's all just about manifestation positivity practicing gratefulness and all that kind of stuff but honestly like i just feel like changed my life you know what i mean uh, my rec for rec for this episode is uh my friend from high school hannah cherry uh who is an artist uh, and is available on Instagram for you to look through all of her art and uh, yeah just get inspired by what she does um, she's recently taken on being a tattoo artist uh, she's doing really well for herself there and it's something she's always really wanted to do since high school so I'm really really proud of her for um, getting out there and doing it so I'd like to recommend anyone who's listening to just start by her page give her some love uh, from me um so my rec for rec is actually a little bit darker um it's actually a film based on a true story it is a korean um sort of crime drama film um the korean name is um Dogeni, um but it's translated to the crucible in english but there's also another english name of it which is called silence um so it's based on events that took place at Gwangju inwa school in south korea for the hearing impaired where young deaf students were the victims of repeated sexual assaults by fa- faculty members over a period of five years in the early 2000s so basically what happens is that a um a new teacher joins the school and um just witnesses this like horrible treatment of um young deaf students because it it was so like horrible but it's, it's a great film but it's like it's so horrible and it showed what actually happened what these children went through and then when this film was released it actually reopened the case um for like further investigation because it went into detail about everything that kind of happened um and then they actually got charged properly in the school ended up getting shut down it's hard to watch it's really hard mm. to watch there is a trigger warning obviously so mm just be aware of that um but yeah 
watch it it's a good film before we finish guys any final thoughts for the episode we've talked about a lot of different things from what we spoke about the lessons are if you find yourself in a situation where someone tells you someone speaks up for themselves and says that you've made them uncomfortable like even if that totally wasn't your intention just accept it and apologize and then think about it and kind of change the behavior i uh, yeah I, I really want to re-emphasize the importance of having friends in your life who you trust to hold you accountable just be open just be open to change all, all the time even if you even if you think you're a well-established person like always be looking for new ways to improve i would say my final thoughts for this episode hold yourself accountable for shit like mm. stop don't blame other people um and kind of past experiences for who you are now so it's like if you've behaved in a certain way in the past own up to it apologize and actually don't just apologize because apologies mean nothing unless you know what you've done you recognize that it was shit and then you you know you actually mean it so like acknowledge what you've done apologize and then grow from that learn from that experience so uh thank you guys for listening thank you for watching if you are watching thank you to michaela for joining us for this episode uh we do just want to say to everyone out there um if you have been a victim of abuse or know anyone that has been and you're looking for ways to help them we will be leaving links to the appropriate places over in our instagram bio over on linktree and we will also be available via email or via direct message if you want to speak to anyone and we can help you with the appropriate help that we are able to give to you um i also because... would say as well in terms of um like not exactly abuse but kind of um feeling unsafe when you're walking through places to places there's a website called strut safe which is actually yes. founded by one of my friends alice um they do an amazing job of providing um like basically volunteers to help people feel safe when they're walking alone so um we will attach a link to them as well but i think they mm. are just at strut safe on instagram kind of twitter facebook everything like that other than that feel free to leave us a rating and review where, where applicable and uh, go check us out at the bnf pod on instagram just to re-emphasize everything we've said there everything we've talked about today will be available for you to view for you to interact with and also yeah. subscribe to us on youtube if you subscribe. have a because uh, you always forget that file um <laughs> have we missed out on anything aside from like quality <laughs> uh, we just need to do a quick goodbye and then i think that's bye okay <laughs>